Welcome to the latest episode of Apple at Work. We talk about all things Apple in the enterprise. This week, I have Greg Keller back on the show, who is the CTO at Jump Cloud. Uh, Greg, welcome back. Mr. Chambers, good to hear your voice. Hope Absolutely. You, well. you guys have had uh, a killer uh, past 12 months. Um, it, you know, we talked to you guys, I, it really... Like I said, about a year ago, about or not even a year ago, um, it was last summer about uh, MDM and some things like that. And you guys have had it, uh, looks like about a year at this point, um, being involved in Apple's mobile device management space. And just recently, you guys had some exciting announcements around uh, zero touch technology. And um, we'll have we cover that uh, on the site, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. But for for those of our listeners that don't know what zero touch is, can you give us a high level perspective of what does zero touch on the Mac mean? Awesome question. Yeah, it's um, it's not necessarily a a, a Mac specific thing, although Apple has really created a very unique um, fluid approach to the concept of deploying machines. But to answer your question, Bradley, it's, it's, the, it's the concept of triangulating three things. One is an assist admin who has a job to do, which is to deploy a machine to a human, um, wherever that human may be. Two is the human, the worker that needs the machine. And three is the machine. <laughs> And all of these things are in disparate locations. And what Zero Touch enables the sysadmin to do is to configure the machine to the specifications and needs of the employee. And they're not in physical possession of this machine. They're doing this through the cloud, indicating to Apple, in this case, Apple, what the machine should be. Um, They then dispatch that machine through the powers of Apple Business Manager in this formerly called DEP or Device Enrollment Program. Employee, the third part of this three-legged stool, receives the machine at now their home office. Uh, They unbox this thing. Um, They effectively assert who they are, meaning they, they log into this machine. And then the gears and the mouse wheels um, start turning between a fourth component. This is something we haven't mentioned yet. A whoever the MDM um, solution provider is. In this case, Jump Cloud, and at the MDM is the the software sort of magic wand that creates the security profiles on the machine. Works with the user account management to establish, um, you know, who should be logging into this machine, encrypting the machine, and so on effectively solving what the sysadmin, the first part of this component, needed to do, which was to get that machine in the way it needed to be configured to that human so that they could just get to work. This week's episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by DevonThink. Are you the type of person that just collects all sorts of things across all your devices, whether it be your Mac, your iPhone, your iPad, but you're always losing them? Can't find that presentation, those PDFs you downloaded, that recipe you wanted to pin. If that's you, then you need to check out DevonThink and DevonThink to go. DevonThink is document and information management for Mac and iOS solved. It's one place for everything on your computer, all your documents, your snippets, your code, your bookmarks, anything you can store, 
it works with. And OCR technology being built in makes your scanned papers searchable. An integrated AI on the Mac assists you with finding everything that you need. It has extensive search language options so you can find everything with smart rules and flexible reminders to automate your entire workflow so you can delegate the boring repeating task of finding all your stuff. Let Devin Think automatically organize your data with the rules that you define. And it has flexible sync supporting many cloud services and synchronizing over a local network as well. Everything is securely encrypted so you'll have all of your data on all your devices at all time and in sync. Of course, there's so much more from email archiving and scanning to an embedded web server for sharing your data with others. There's a brand new version of DevonThink for iOS out with a modernized UI, OCR, and shortcut support. Uh, you definitely want to check it out. Again, if you're the type of person that collects tons of stuff on all your devices but can never find it, you need to check out DevonThink. And there's an awesome discount for Apple at Work listeners. There's a 10% discount on DevonThink 3 or upgrades for listeners of Apple at Work. So again, go to devontechnologies.com slash Apple at Work for a 10% discount. I might have a link for that in the show notes. So again, if you're the type of person that can't find anything but keeps collecting more, you need a strategy, and Devin Think is your strategy. Again, that link is devontechnologies.com slash Apple at Work. Yeah, and if you really, I mean, I always, I'm at the age now where I start having perspectives on things with technology that I quickly realized that other people don't. And like that was foreign to them. And you're thinking about like uh, the, um, you know, Intel transition and the way that, you know, OS 10 used to be. And, and, you know, even thinking back to like the early two thousands and like how PCs were deployed. I mean, this, you think, you know, if you're not familiar with it, like we had this thing where you would image them and that's not a, some places will still do that where you would, kind of create your image and then you would deploy it to, to every machine and zero touch really takes that and automates that entire um, process. And, you know, the first time I ever worked through a Mac with zero touch deployment, you like this light bulb goes off in your head on like, how easy is this? I mean, it, it is like you, you really set it up once. It's the old rotisserie grill. I don't even remember that, the infomercial. Yeah. Like you set it and forget it. And like you could deploy um, 400 Macs as easily as you could 40,000. And that's not even like we say that technology all the time. Like, oh, it's all this scalability. Like, no, no, like zero touch. It actually is that because you don't have to do anything. You, you, you could literally like, and especially like in a situation where ever, if, you, if you're like a, nationwide company where you know you've got employees in every 50 state every all 50 states like you would set up your apple account your apple business account you uh and side note like i'm really envious of organizations that don't have legacy stuff with apple like i have so many apple ids from the times when like these systems were separate um mm-hmm. I, I barely like I, I barely can keep track of like which account goes to which and it's crazy because i've you know i was doing this back when they, these things were all separated um but like you can order, you can order like say a hundred laptops, ship them to each employee individually, shrink wrapped. Yep. They open them and they set them up themselves. And there's almost no way they can screw it up. And really there's no way they can screw it up. And because it's all tied into nothing to do with your network. 
per se. Like they don't have to be connected to a VPN ahead of time. They don't have to be right. on the certain Wi-Fi connection. Like, no, when this machine connects to the internet as part of the setup process, it just does its thing and they get access to like, you know, if you're pushing out apps through your MDM, all that, all that just kind of happens and it happens on every machine without fail. And then, so you could do, you ship these things, they show up and they just start showing up online uh, in your MDM. And um, I, I, I don't, I, I guess I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I said this is transformative. If you're an IT department that's overworked and understaffed, which is all of them, it's it's very transformative to take deploying device to something that like used to be a major, 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 major project to something that IT sets up once. And then it's like a purchasing process at that point. Like it's like you set it up and then it's like, you know, de- you know, deploying new laptops is for the purchasing department. There's nothing for the IT department to do. Like you've just That's automated right. the entire process. You nailed it. I think, um, you know, step back from that and you start to look at the, all the parts, you know, you, it, it starts with the empathy of the sysadmin and all of the things that they need to uh, get done, which is, you know, in effect, in many ways, number one, solving for the employee's needs. Number two, ensuring the organization is secured. And number three, making sure that their efficiencies at managing all of that process are as uh, frictionless as possible. And now compound that sort of calculus, so to speak, with um, in many cases, certainly in the case of our customer base, multiple disparate operating systems. So, um, you know, we do service customers that are 100% Mac. Um, Those actually are few and far between. We see generally a fairly even split where, you know, Mac OS, Windows, and we're seeing a huge surge of Linux. Typically, we see Ubuntu um, in organizations, mostly driven by engineering specific needs to really own, you know, and hack the machines and so on. So, the, 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 the reality is you're absolutely right. Um, when you're solving for the, the, the quote, special needs of a, of a Mac host, um, making sure it's secure and the profiles are laid down and the, the, the sort of, um, you know, the applications are installed. Yes, absolutely. These are, these are key. We're, um, we wanted to sort of uh, push the market and the industry is really to understand um, one major concept, which is um, gluing two very key components together in this critical process. One is the identity of that employee. And typically that is serviced in a directory, like an active directory or an LDAP or whatever. Um, The other is, of course, the MDM itself, the, 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 the thing that will effectively manage the operating system and all the needs of that. And that, you know, for the uneducated uh, listeners to jump cloud on your call or who listened to the nine to five podcast, that's exactly what we have been. Our vision has always been, these are not disparate concepts. Uh, A device is absolutely critical to the security and the access of resources from the employee. In fact, our philosophy is, frankly, it all starts from the device. So it's sort of an inversion of, you know, how typical thinking looks like in terms of directories. So Jump Cloud is a directory too. 
What we did here in this announcement in, in our launch of Zero Touch was merge those things because we are one consistent consolidated platform such that when the user receives that machine, Bradley, just like we talked about from, you know, Apple dropship it and it comes in its nice white box with shrink wrap on it and they open that thing up. RMDM um, obviously does the prototypical things like sets up the, the, the sequence of events of what the end user will see, starting with the login screen that we present to them, which is, okay, let's get going. Insert your jump cloud identity and your credentials, your username and password. And just by virtue of that, we now understand the identity, all of their group membership, who they really are, what they get access to. And we start to configure the machine with the, the membership, uh, you know, sort of group membership profile of information and security things that they, that that class of employee on that class of machine um, should be um, made to look like. So it's really important. I think in this announcement, it's sort of like we, we merged now the cocktail that Jim cloud has created. It's two ingredients are hard, harden that device, but do it with the direct relationship now to the identity and our customers, you know, now really see the light. It's like, wow, okay. I don't need to go and find an LDAP server. And it's all like part of this consistent platform. That, um, now, again, take that concept and, and add on Windows endpoints and servers and Linux endpoints and servers. And you start to see, you know, what we've created. Yeah, you make a great point there, really focusing on the identity. And that's something that the people I've been talking to, that one of the big chat things they're trying to enable is kicking off this entire like new hire process from HR and not IT and and, and turning this into like an HR function where IT should have the processes in place that are automated to say when employee one is put into the HR system that's then connected to identity system that then kicks off this, that then kicks off that. And so it, it makes it where IT essentially builds the processes for identity, but then the function of it remains with HR, which is where it probably should be. Yeah. But identity is core to overall security. Like identity is very core to the device, you know, I, I, even outside of MDM, but just thinking about like how you access corporate resources, like all those things are like a piece of the pie. And then the, the more you can like verify identity, the easier you can make it for employees to like not have to jump through hoops to access things. And then you know, if you can, you know, if they're on a trusted, you know, so you can do things like, okay, if they were on a trusted device, which if you're, you know, managed by jump cloud, uh, either on the Mac or the PC, but then it's like, all right, you also then have entered your, your multi-factor authentication code. Like, okay, we can pretty much verify this employees who they say they are, give them access. But if they're say not on a trusted device, we can tell they're not on a trusted device. Let's make that challenge harder on the identity side. So you can have these things kind of really working together as like a pendulum. You got it. You got it. I think if, for the, the sort of shrewd listener on the, on this call, if they have been paying attention to what JumpCloud is doing, you just nailed like there is, you know, no secret strategy. We're very vocal about what we're doing here. Um, let me go back and address a couple of things. One, you're absolutely right. This is about identity. 
uh, IT and companies begin with identity. They're just the digital representation of the worker. The real magic is the, in the entitlements. Like, what does this person really get authorized to use? And a lot of the, those tentacles reach into the machine that they're doing their work from. And that's where, okay, MDM plays a role in that, right? To configure the machine based upon the class of employee, the class of machine that they have, the level of, when I say class of employee, the level of security that may or may not be needed on that box. It's not just about, you know, full disk encryption. Everybody should have FTE on their, on their hosts, but it's about, does that, is it the CEO? Should we inject multi-factor to get into the box, you know, itself into that CEO's MacBook? Sure. Okay. The, the group membership will, in our product, will inform that decision. And guess what? The MDM will then enable that. But the other aspect about when we really think about trust, um, you're spot on. Um, in the old days, the you know, the worker would go into the brick and mortar office, they key, they'd scan their key card, they get in, they plop down at their desk, they maybe are on a Wi-Fi, but the, you know, generally the network perimeter kind of knows who you are. And, you know, typically active directory would entitle you to go and get what you can get, right. Based upon, you know, in their world, similar thing, like group membership, that stuff, Bradley, like I, you're not in an office right now. I know you're at your home office, just like I'm in mine. Um, so now the real office is exactly where the employee is with their trusted machine. And trusted is the key word here. Like for those that have been paying attention to my point, you know, we launched recently all of our, you know, the first salvo of our conditional access features. One critical piece was um, trusting the device. So making sure, what, what, you know, obviously behind the scenes, we're doing some sophisticated cert injection on these hosts uh, on a user identity by identity basis, mind you, which is a little unique because guess what? We're an identity provider. So we know that stuff. And the, the reality is, you know, gating resources based upon is that is Bradley Chambers, who is an employee of this company accessing, you know, from a, a, a network that we know, okay, cool. Looks like he is, we, you know, we can check that box of trust, network trust. Are they trying to access from that MacBook, uh, you know, that we know that that resource. So is that device trusted? It's all part of the suit, Bradley, but it starts, all those tentacles come down to who is Bradley Chambers, the identity, right? And that's really, I think what a lot of, I mean, there's a, it's just insane technology out there that people can leverage. Mostly they have to glue it together though, right? You know, call it a patchwork of solutions. What we're trying to express to the world is, this stuff kind of has to be unified. That's our, you know, again, our assertion, because we feel the device is so, so, so critical to the access of resources. But again, it's about the identity human that's actually performing that, that access. Does that make sense? Oh, it, may, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's, it's, you know, we've taken security from this like very linear perspective. And when you're, in the office, it's like much easier to do because then like location becomes the uh, dominant resource or dominant way you can measure security. And so like if you're in this location on this network that we can verify, well, okay, we, we can kind of, you know, 
get a little get a little loose with our security. Not not so far, but you know yeah. you know what I mean. I do. Um, but like now and then that kind of goes in, again the whole zero trust thing where you have to say okay we trust no one. Uh, how do we how do we then secure it uh, if we trust no one? And I, and I think you, you know you you have this kind of like um maze you're running through and and i think you know in locations i think still a part of it too uh obviously you can't uh uh you, you you're not going to like load you know 500 ip addresses into into your um network management system uh, for how you authenticate but you can you can watch for patterns there in terms of like if you know like okay our employees are in the us um, all of a sudden, this employee, which has never tried to check in from Europe, is all of a sudden trying to access resources from Europe. Like that should obviously cause concern. Um, but there's just like it, it's it's in some ways security is so much easier today, but it's also so much harder uh, at, at the exact same time. Like where it's like you you have we have awesome tools now. Um, you you kind of have this like the assumption of there is no security, so we have to harden everything up. Um, but it, it's just it becomes like this complication of like. I, IT not wanting to be in a situation where like they're like a cost center. Uh, they're a, like a, uh, what's the word? They don't want to be like a hindrance to productivity. They want to be a business enablement tool, but you have to do that like while remaining secure. So like you always have to almost take two steps forward, look around. Are we okay? How's this working? Can everybody still work? Like you kind of got to harden it up to a point to where you're not boiling water for people. Yeah. You're spot on. I think, you know, just, uh, certainly in, in, you know, COVID times, I think um, the, the viewpoint of and the appreciation of the sysadmin is, is largely different, uh, I'm, I'm actually proud to say. And this is based upon um, the incredible amount of work this community has had to do to reinvent themselves, their operation, um, the tooling you know, just to service and keep their businesses going while, you know, you can't get into an office, right? And I mean, many of the customers, I I will say this out loud, you know, Jump Cloud is performing very well as a business. Last year, um, we definitely um, accelerated business in 2020 um, because of the fact of these, you know, these sysadmins who were frankly working in very brittle IT architectures, um, more traditional sort of on-premise based. And, you know, these, you know, there's, this has like been largely a forcing function. And it, again, to the spirit of your podcast, you know, this, this is in large part becoming about the efficiency of providing a workspace that typically is the computer for that, um, for that employee. So again, access control, like what, how do you shift the thinking and the tooling and the perception of things to how do we secure these boxes on unknown networks? You know, God knows like, you know, if somebody on their home network, you know, that is, doesn't have a password on it. And, you know, there's just these crazy things that people do at home insecurely. How can the organization Start with protecting the machine, and then the inner sanctum of that protection is the identity on that machine, right? So some of the work, you know, beyond what we've talked about already, Bradley, in terms of now the zero touch stuff, that's that's sort of operationally getting a machine to an employee efficiently and, and, you know, you know, making sure it's configured correctly. All that's cool. We do that. A lot of people do that. But now with the agent-based control of like how we're doing our work on the machine, again, you know, with the identity management, 
What we're um, now deeply involved with um, is really understanding the environment itself. So the agent is utilizing some sophisticated technology. And this is, again, across operating systems, Mac window and Linux in our case, is sort of looking at the environmental variables, like what applications are installed on the machine, what are my network interfaces, what's my kernel patch, you know, and looking at deviations of that. Are we're doing this actively right now and starting to, to develop patterns of posture of these machines. So you start to triangulate a number of things, Bradley. It's like, okay, identity, check. We know it's the right user on the machine. Config, is it the right configuration of the machine? Yes, check that box. Is, it, is that authentication request coming from that machine that we now know, it's trusted, uh, across the network we know? Yes, it is. Check that box. Now, has there been any deviation to the system environmental variables of 100 different data points? Hmm, looks like there is. So then we can start to play with different ways to, again, in the spirit of zero trust, don't trust, but verify and start to make moves on the machine to continue keeping the highest posture possible. Think of that. You're inverting. This is a weird meta thought, but all the things that a brick and mortar office used to do were sort of consuming and sucking into the insides of the internals of a machine, right? And that's the level of thinking. Your office just became wherever you and your computer are, but it's all the things going on inside of that operating system that we have to worry about. This is well beyond just simple antivirus. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, you're 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 right. Like it's we've just you created like a choose your own adventure type of game for security to where <laughs> You know, there's everything. It's like you have to have all of it. And it's like, but the nice thing is because you have these, this layered approach to security, you don't have this like one fail point where like if this one system is like penetrated somewhere, like this one way is exploited, this entire system breaks down Um, because it's like you, again, it's, 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 it's like trust, but verify. And again, I think that goes back with like when you can trust the device when you can trust and verify the identity through a variety of mechanisms, like you're in a better spot uh, and to know that person is who they claim to be when they're accessing resources. Um, so, uh, again, I think, you know, kind of getting back to our original dis- discussion with, with, with zero touch, um, that's just a foundational thing um, because it, when you can have ownership of this machine in a, um, platform uh, operating system approved manner to say like this is a corporate device for these purposes uh, that just makes the goal of securing the device even easier in a way that doesn't really impact um, how the machine feels uh, doing it in a way that just really keeps the machine running just great but uh, let's IT just verify and be in compliance you got it so um uh, Greg, thanks for coming on the show. Um, always a great discussion. We a lot has changed in the last year. A lot will never be the same. Um, I think, like you said, a lot of IT systems were being held together on really brittle hands, and I think now we're seeing a lot of investment in infrastructure that is purpose built for remote work, and it's being built from the ground up to be good and to be great and to scale. So I think it's actually a good thing. It's some of this has been good for IT infrastructure because they've they've gotten the justification to do the things that needed to be done in the first place. That is absolutely correct. And listen, thank you again for having us on. 
Um, honestly, in our, in our new normal, I, I do feel we're going to have beers again in person, my friend. We won't have to do it through Zoom. Hey, I, uh, I, I joke with somebody. I've never wanted to uh, go to a conference more, but I've never wanted to sit through a keynote less. Uh, you know, for me, I could have sat and listened to, you know, on the virtual conferences and stuff. And I think all of us are uh, ready to get back to just the good old fashioned networking and the dinners and the side, converse, the side conversations at, uh, at conferences and stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. I think things are looking up. So uh, Greg, uh, again, um, thanks for coming on the show and we'll chat again soon.